When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And welcome to Master Debaters. I'm Dennis Foley. This week, we're taking a look back at some of the more interesting arguments made by our debaters on the show and whether they were actually good decisions or not. And you get to be the judge. You can fill out the judge form on the Master Debaters page of KTSA.com with your scores, 0 to 10, and thoughts. Or you can send us your thoughts on Twitter at KTSA News. We start tonight with a look back at 1027 Jack FM's Sam Iams take on pizza. And what Washington Post's Alexander Petri and Bristol from Kiss Country 93.7 in Shreveport, Louisiana both think about it. So, Sam, it's now your turn. Here are your 90 seconds. 90 seconds? I don't even know if I need 90 seconds to prove my point. It's just like, have I started? Are we ready? Oh, yeah, you've got a... Okay, uh... I need a timer. All right, let's yeah. do it. Well, I, I just want to say I think we've been lied to our whole lives. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know the reasons for it, but... Uh... Pepperoni is not the best pizza pizza topping. It's not. Um, you see it in cartoons and on advertisements. Every time you see a picture of a pizza or a pizza slice or an emoji, it's pepperoni, and it doesn't have to be. Pepperoni is an overrated topping, and everybody. I think I think people when they call to order pizza, they get scared, maybe nervous on the phone, and they just blurt out the first thing that pops in their head is pepperoni, and it doesn't have to be that way. There's so many other better toppings. Than pepperoni pepperoni really isn't all that great and anyone who tells you otherwise really doesn't know that much about pizza you're almost better off just eating cheese pizza than a pepperoni pizza is that it am i done okay no you still have about 30 seconds oh, got, oh, 30 seconds yeah look I, I really don't need any more time i mean that's it, just why did pepperoni get so popular why is the why is pepperoni one oh, oh i gotta have a pepperoni you don't eat pepperoni on anything else. maybe an occasional sandwich but even then no, you're not. No one's eating pepperoni except on pizza. What does that tell you about pepperoni? It's just okay. It's not the best. You're better off with sausage or maybe chicken, I don't know, bacon. You can try anything else on the pizza besides pepperoni. Pepperoni's overrated. All right, Bristol, you have a challenge. You know, I do. And I really want to agree with you, Sam. You're such a likable guy, but... When it comes to pepperoni, I feel as if you're all wrong. I mean, how can you go wrong with a tube-shaped meat? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I will tell you, I am currently doing the keto diet. Whoop, whoop. And uh, when I have pepperoni, it puts me instantly in ketosis. It's just amazing. And who can deny the allure of a pepperoni pineapple slice? I mean, the sweet, the savory with that melty cheese, you can't go wrong. Done. Okay, cool. Another five seconds or so. Okay. 
All right, Alexandra, your turn. Oh, man, I think you're so wrong about pepperoni. A, pepperoni is good on its own. B, your contention that just cheese is better, I think absolutely not. Then when you just started listing other things you could put on a pizza, you, I feared that at any moment you were going to say something like pineapple. I mean, in this land of chaos and anarchy to which you usher us, when you refuse to admit that pepperoni, say what you will about it, it's a simple, safe choice. It's the choice that occurs to everyone for a reason, because people can agree on it. This country was built on incremental change for the better. And pepperoni <laughs> incremental change for the better from a plain cheese pizza. You want a topic? Not everyone agrees on sausage, and some monsters will suggest pineapple. But pepperoni saves the deal. Ketosis, that wonderful tube, it's got it all. All right, Sam, you have 45 seconds to rebut those arguments. Okay, I'm not sure if talking about long tube meat on a show called Master Debaters is a family-friendly, if it's wholesome or not. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. Nobody in America is forgetting pepperoni pepperoni on their grocery list and being like, oh, honey, we forgot the pepperoni. Oh, yeah, let me get pepperoni at the store. Nobody's out in a rush to get pepperoni. Even during, when everybody's buying up all of the stuff during the uh, shutdowns, toilet paper, I mean, you name it, there was, there, were like, there was tons of pepperoni. They didn't sell that much pepperoni. Pepperoni's not that great. Pepperoni's over it. It's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. It's okay. But, like, it's not the best pizza topping. It, almost everything else is better on pizza. It, you know, pizza, pepperoni's, eh, it's just, man, we've been sold a bill of goods. It's, it's, it's not that good. It's overrated. Comedian Roman Garcia says he won't judge you in this next debate. Combat Culture's Matt Ryan and Energy 941's Ernie Martinez chime in. Okay, I think hoarders get a bad rap. Uh, I think hoarding is a good thing. And I think this pandemic has proved that because I know personally uh, I was able to build a small town in the back corner of my property with nothing but scrap wood and old rusty nails that I hung on to. And um, I I found that uh, a bunch of uh, just things out in the yard. I built a pond, I found stones. Um, I was able to uh, build a a pantry to store food. And so uh, all those, uh, all that junk that my wife told me to get rid of, well, ha ha ha, she's excited now having an outdoor pantry so we can store for the, for the hard times. And uh, so I, I think we need to stop giving hoarders a bad rap. I think the show about hoarding needs to go off the air uh, because it's hoard shaming. And uh, I, don't, I don't think that's right. So, um, so now I, I don't throw away clothes. I don't throw away anything because anything could be firewood too. All right, uh, Ernie, 30-second challenge. So of course hoarding is bad. Of course it is. It's not healthy. It's unsanitary, especially in living in the days of a pandemic. You can't afford to be not sanitary and find, you know, roaches and cucarachas and, you know, all kinds of other things <laughs> floating around and the things that you're hoarding around around not around around your house. Now, I'll, I'll, I will give Roman this is that sometimes, you know, uh, my wife keeps a junk drawer in the kitchen and I go in there and I can find batteries or, you know, things to hang pictures with. Sometimes that's good but very minimally. Matt, 30-second challenge. All right, now I just need to know why Roman decided it was a good idea to hoard rusty nails when I think he has at least a dog and possibly children. That's a terrible idea. Like, you trying to just give everybody sepsis?
But uh, no, hoarding is terrible. I've done it before. Members of my family have done it before. I found old doll parts when I was cleaning out my mother's apartment when she kicked it. That's not good. That just gives people schadenfreude. Uh, hoarding is not good. We need better mental health in this country because people shouldn't be holding on the magazines from aught six. Roman, 30-second rebuttal. Okay, so here's the thing. All that stuff that's hoarded and you talk about piles of food laying around, what did you need during the lockdown? Food. So I think I'm making my point there. Uh, rusty nails around the children. Hey, guess who's now built up their immune system and is not catching corona? So uh, I think the fact that I built a small town outside and we can all hang around out there and be in the, uh, the sun getting vitamin D again, fighting off Corona, I think that my hoarding was some genius foresight. Now, Ernie, I, I, just before I go to Don, and putting aside the whole fact that Roman made an argument in support of hoarding, uh, the fact you mentioned both cockroaches and cucarachas, which are also yeah, cockroaches. Racist, but... Uh, they're both go. cockroaches. The same thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, I see you, you saw my name was Garcia. Like, uh, let's throw a cucaracha thing out hey, there. Hey, I'm, I'm a Martinez. <laughs> Yo soy Martinez. I can say cucaracha. I don't know if that's your married name. <laughs> I don't know if you took your wife's last name. I don't know. Oh, man. No uh, Don, what scores you want to give out? Negative 20 to 20 for all that. <laughs> Roman, you didn't create your own... You created a shanty town. Is what you created. <laughs> 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 oh god! I give you a five. I built a town and I get a five. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, if you created, you, you got ten points. You're slumlord. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> He's gunning for city manager. That's what's going on right now. God, I'm the oh, sheriff god. of my own <laughs> Town. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Ernie! I'll give you Ernie. I'll give you a ten, and uh, Matt. We'll give you. We'll give you twenty. You put up a good argument on that one. What would you do if you won a big lotto jackpot? Well, we asked journalist Ryan Broderick, comedian James Ponce, and Fox News Radio's Matt Napolitano. Lottery jackpots keep climbing. The numbers keep growing along with the hype. No big winner again for Wednesday's Powerball drawing. The estimated jackpot for the next drawing Saturday is now $640 million, the fifth largest ever. This is also the longest streak. 34 drawings in a row with no jackpot winner. As for the Mega Millions, Friday's drawing is now worth $750 million, the second largest jackpot. Combined, close to $1.4 billion up for grabs. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. So for four minutes, you all, with a 15-second head start for Ryan, you're all going to tell me what the best way is to use all that money. Oh, wow. Asking a millennial how to spend a huge amount of money is a very hilarious thing. Okay, so, I mean, my first thought is student loan debt. All right, Hofstra, you can finally get all the money back or whatever. Um, so that's that's going to go to a chunk of that for sure. Let's get rid of that right away. Uh, let's do all the smart stuff first. So, like, student loans, let's pay those. Let's buy some property, like some, like some safe property. Nothing crazy yet. I feel like we're going to start buying crazier shit, like down the line. Then like, like let's invest it. Like let's invest in Tesla or something. What the hell? Like that crazy guy's just gonna keep going. So now that we've got some safe bets down, now I think it's time 
to just go completely berserk. So we're trading crypto like crazy. I think we should maybe start uh, buying islands in like Central America and trying to turn them into like sovereign nations. I think uh, let's buy a football team. What the heck, you know? I think I think because we're we're now we're making money. You know, because we've got we've got good investments. We're trading crypto. We're gonna turn that couple million or whatever it is into even more money. That's no, my plan. It's, it's billions now. Some of these states have gone up to billions. And here's the thing with the with the B word. As if you're saying we as a group of us guys, I'm I'm in. Let's get a van and let's go. But if we're saying we as the country, what do we do with this money? Yeah, he's right. We're buying countries, you guys. What what are we doing? We're selling countries. We're doing crazy deals. Guess we what? El Paso. Get Greenland out right. You're El Paso. Yeah. You're now part of New, you're part of New Mexico. Houston. You're now part of uh, Louisiana. <laughs> what? We're going crazy. We do what we want. I'm gonna buy a chunk of the moon. That's what I'm gonna do. I mean, when we are finally up there, I want to have my spot reserved. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm gonna use my money for. I mean, I'm just trying to get past just the hurdle of just getting over all my debts right there. I feel like that's going to take up at least a good chunk of that billion. The, the debate is reality we, of a, a the education. Debate, the key word <laughs> of this debate is we. What do we do with this money? Here's what we do. Let's say it's Texas. Let's say it's up to the billions and we don't do anything. What do we do? As Texans, we go to another state and we buy all their lottery tickets. With that billion dollars, we're going to buy a billion dollars worth of California's lottery tickets and we're going to win at least one. We're going to at least what uh, double our money guys this is we're not thinking we got to think how to be it's like you get a genie and and what do you wish for for more wishes we're right on target with this kind of thing oh and we pick one guy to go to vegas and bet on black i'm thinking going like the dolly parton route it's like how much does science need to crank out more of these vaccines how much you need here's a check let's like get this thing rolling you know bankroll myself start buying into some biotech companies to try and really just bank bankroll myself even further with investments i'd go that route yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, I want, I know I, I definitely would want to, you know, obviously help out family, get some, some money to charity too. But then beyond that, I don't know, like, I can't even think of like what I would want to spend on myself because like, I would, I, I would never want to spend a lot on an, an extravagant car. Cause like, I never, uh, I would want to get like a $3 million dollar car. I'd be terrified to drive that thing because I'd be where the slightest dent or like the slightest scratch from just going around the block in the neighborhood, especially I live in New York. I'm not trusting no $3 million car out here in New York city. Just in terms you of driving it, you have going to with a taxi. I the buy a lot of nice socks. Once again, what, what <laughs> we do as a country, you guys, you're saying we. That's the debate. We, what we do as a country. Once again, we, us, whoever, if it's just us, group of guys, we buy a giant mattress and we put the money underneath that. The, the mattress goes from here across Mexico and we're putting we're we're a giant the money. cover. Like... <laughs> we're like a grandma does. We hide that money. Right, we're gonna put it in holes in the backyard. No one's gonna find it. It's a yeah. billion dollars. It's gonna be a lot of holes, but it's gonna pay off in the long run, gentlemen. You're missing Is your grandma point. Ron Swanson. Like, wow, guys, <laughs> we like we clearly came of age in the recession. Listening to this, this is nuts. <laughs> we're gonna hoard this money. Now, the most concerning My part that before I go to Casey, the most concerning part of the argument I heard was from James suggesting that Houston go to Louisiana. And then also El Paso to New Mexico. But man, one way to kill a city in Texas is having it in Louisiana. Coming up on the Best of Master Debaters, is pumpkin spice really everything nice? That debate's next. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Welcome back to the Best of Master Debaters, where we're looking back at some of the more peculiar moments of the show. 
We get scientific with BuzzFeed's Hayes Brown, talk show host Casey Bartholomew, and Anthony A. from the Dino Cortez Show. So I believe that paleontology is, in fact, the worst science because why it is a liar science. I say this as someone who's jilted, scorned, led astray by paleontology because like so many of my generation, I loved Jurassic Park. All of them, all the way through. I saw it in theaters when I was five, way too young. So for years, when asked, I would tell people as a small child, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Who wouldn't? Dinosaurs are awesome. But when it came time for college, I looked at the requirements for a paleontology major. You know what most of the classes were about? Rocks. Effing rocks. Turns out paleontology is basically geology in disguise. And I feel like that's not really the case for most other sciences. Take astronomy, you're learning about stars. A lot of physics in there, but at the core, you're learning about stars and plants and everything else up there in space. Biology, you're learning about bodies and life and all that jazz. Chemistry, how to make drugs. But paleontology, how many classes do you think are about dinosaurs? Answer, very few. Because here's the other thing. Ah. Oh, because here's the other thing. It also turns out that like all of the life on Earth so far, dinosaurs make up very little of it. So yeah, no, as it happens, most of the various things that lived on Earth and were solid up to make through the process of sediment filling their bones, leaving an impression as the rest of the organic material fell away, shellfish, maybe some fish. That's the majority of paleontology. And as someone who felt very betrayed by that fact, I got to say paleontology is the worst science at this point. There is no redemption for it, no matter how good the Jurassic Park movies are or how fun dinosaurs are to learn about. All right, Casey, first challenge, 45 seconds. Hey, it sounds to me like you're more angry that paleontology didn't turn out to be what you saw in Jurassic Park. I guess you were hoping that you would go out and there would be T-Rexes and Velociraptors chasing you around. Uh, Jurassic Park was a movie. It was an entertainment. It was a great movie. I enjoyed every one of the movies in the uh, franchise thus far, and I take my son to see them. But I don't really believe that's what paleontologists do any more than I believe that archaeologists run around with bull whips like Indiana Jones does. I think it was just entertainment, and I think you need to uh, put your sorrow aside a little bit about the hopes that you would be a, uh, a paleontologist that actually touched real dinosaurs and realized that you were watching a movie and there's no reason to judge an entire science that's done a lot of good because you didn't care for the entertainment value of the movie. All right, Anthony, 45 second challenge. Do Not Stop at Jurassic Park has the only piece of 90s pop culture that led us to astray as what we thought paleontology really was. The only paleontologist I ever grew up around or even knew of was Ross Geller. Okay, mm. now my Ross Geller is that Ross Geller portrayed paleontology to me as hanging out in a coffee shop, being in a nice fancy apartment in New York. He was actually a paleontologist by the age of 30 and had a tenure at NYU. That's what I thought paleontology was. Don't stop at Jurassic Park for ruining this great science for us. Dig deeper, if you may and get down to the root of this. Maybe there's something deeper this, because why is Ross Geller and that mosquito and words of Jeff Goldblum? All right, Hayes, 45 seconds to rebut your challengers. Anthony, I appreciate that. I appreciate your puns, especially. I have no bone to pick with you. Casey, though, I got to say, I, I got, I, I'm sorry that you think that I was, you know, I'm harping too hard on it because of this one fictional representation. I don't think you're coming to this from the point of view as someone who was, who had their heart broken by this field as someone who thought, really believed that they would have 
joy and success in it, but only to learn that it's not at all what it seemed. I feel like as a, such a deceptive field and one that you say has brought a lot of good to this world, what good, I ask you, sir, except for the dinosaurs in the Natural History Museum? Because everyone knows that when you go to the Natural History Museum, are you there for the gems? Eh, they're all right. For the stuffed animals? Kind of. You're there for the Hall of Dinosaurs. And that, I feel like, is why it's a liar science. Katie, you're not a paleontologist, right? No, but I did write a love song for my husband about a dinosaur that fell in love with a paleontologist. It was like, I know I'm kind of crazy, but it's crazy that you dig. So I felt personally attacked by this uh, entire thing. <laughs> so what scores are you giving out? <laughs> Mostly kidding, um, but, but not. Journalist Ryan Broderick takes the time to go after pumpkin spice haters, which may or may not include... Washington Post's Alexander P. Try and DJ Automatic from the Dino Cortez Show. Okay, so uh, this is a little controversial, but I think it's time we all acknowledge that pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin spice food in general is good. You don't have to enjoy it ironically. It's nice. It's refreshing. It uh, signals that the season has started, that autumn is here. I like the pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. I like it from Dunkin' Donuts. I actually prefer it from Dunkin' Donuts if it's between you and me. But it's nice because it, it, it's not too sweet. It goes well with the coffee. And I'm a black coffee drinker, you know? Like, I don't like fancy coffee. Sorry. I'm done. Is, that, is that done or no? No, okay, sorry. Uh, yes, it's really good. I think uh, pumpkin spice cookies are good. I think pumpkin spice in general is nice. And also, like, we have nothing else anymore, you know? This is all we've got. And it's like... Let us enjoy a nice, sweet autumnal beverage and go, you know, pretend like we can go outside, but we can't this year. So it's this is the year. We all just need to let it go because we do this every year. And it's almost more annoying than getting mad about the pumpkin spice lattes is the people getting mad about it. You know what I mean? It's like this is so tiresome. We can just let it go. Why can't we just let it go and admit that sometimes it's nice to have a delightful flavored latte? It's it's not hurting anybody, you know? It's not problematic. It's not even that expensive, actually. I think it's like a dollar more or something. And it's not really that much bad. Worse for you, I think. It's a little sugary. But, like, come on. Come on, live a little. Alexandra, you get to challenge first. 45 seconds. Ryan, I have to say I'm absolutely in accord with you on the fact that pumpkin spice is one of the few nice things we have. Just let us have this. However, it pains me to have to argue against you because I think it's gone too far. I would have said yes to pumpkin spice in my coffee, yes to pumpkin spice in my muffins, but it has tried to penetrate Kraft mac and cheese. And that is a bridge where we cannot let it go. <laughs> it's kind of addition to of things like pumpkin spice to things like macaroni and cheese. It wasn't asking for anything like this to come along that are just so emblematic of the decline of civilization that we're facing right now. And I think it, it overreached and it ought to be punished for that overreach. Hmm. Hmm. Automatic, your 45-second challenge. All right. First of all, let me state from jump, I hate pumpkin spice, and I hate pumpkin spice lattes with every sense of my being. They smell bad. No one wants to smell your latte. Your candle smells bad. And even your pumpkin spice marijuana smells bad. Yes, that is a thing now. You have macaroni and cheese and now pumpkin spice marijuana. Who wants pumpkin spice marijuana? And of course, they've got it in Denver. Uh, you Go figure. Another reason why I hate 
pumpkin spice, spice lattes. It's basically diabetes in a cup. America's fat enough. You're on the wrong side of the fight here. And my last reason I would have to say is do you want to be seen as a basic man or a basic woman? Well, it's guaranteed that if you walk up to Big Bucks Coffee with that first, you know, with, and ask for that cup. Brian, 45 second rebuttal to everyone. Yeah, I don't mind being basic. I also think if I can put on my serious hat for just a quick second, a lot of the pumpkin spice stuff is just wrapped up in misogyny. Taking that off again to say, I don't mind being basic because I wear sweatpants every single day because we live in a nightmare world and we don't have anything to do. And I liked pumpkin spice before the world fell apart, but now it's like, let me have it. And as far as the Kraft macaroni and cheese with pumpkin spice goes, I have had savory pumpkin dishes. It's not uncommon in parts of uh, Southeast Asia. And I think you can definitely have a, uh, a savory pumpkin dish. It doesn't have to be sweet. I don't think that that's probably what the mac and cheese tastes like. But at the same time, it doesn't matter because nothing matters anymore. And we can just let it go and just eat pumpkin spice. Coming up on the Best of Master Debaters, we get behind the wheel over who's behind the wheel. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Welcome back to the Best of Master Debaters. I'm Dennis Foley. We're taking a look back at some of the more interesting arguments that have been made on the show. And you get to be the judge this week. Head over to the Master Debaters page on KTSA.com and leave your scores and thoughts as we go along. Comedian James Ponce talks about his shopping experience along with comedian Roman Garcia and combat culture's Matt Ryan. All right. Shame, belittlement, embarrassment. We all go through it every day. Anytime you're with a cart or a basket or one item and you walk up to the checkout line and you pay for your item or items and you hear that one little phrase, would you like to donate? to a whatever charity come on is this is this really a thing every place i go you gotta ask me now look i'm a charitable person of course i work with nonprofits all day all right i have 300 my belt right now that i'm helping that's not the point i'm just saying does it have to be an out loud question you have to be an interrogative statement to where you say hey would you like to donate you know the answer is going to be no does anyone say of course dun, dun, dun. look i'm not saying not to donate but just like an acorn thing just take it all right, it, it's 10.88. Just take the rest of the 20-something cents. You can, you can dock me for the bad math. I got it. <laughs> oh, was, was that my time or is that a challenge? No, Sorry, those are challenges. Oh, was that, did I get, do, did someone donate to me? Is that the sound? <laughs> <laughs> that, sound that should happen when, when you do donate. Charities. Yeah, yeah just like Acorn. Guess what? You round it up. Oh, you took you took my twenty something cents, and you get that ding, ding, ding. Oh, great! So there's a there's a great human there, and I'm not a bad person because I got to say out loud. No, I don't want to give to a charity. I'm a horrible human being. As I stomp outside, and I'm, I'm getting to my Grinch mobile. <laughs> Roman challenge. Look, <laughs> I understand the point of being pressured at the point of sale with a line of 20 people behind you to donate. But sometimes we need that little reminder because you know what? A lot of people are really horrible people and they don't normally donate. So if we want to take that dollar to go to Leukemia Society or take that round up your change at the store to go towards St. Jude's or whatever, I don't think there's a problem with it. 
yeah, I understand. You don't want to be questioned out loud, but I think that it's perfectly fine. Let's round up the change. Let's save some children's lives. But that's what I said. <laughs> Matt. No, you didn't, you great. 45 second challenge. <laughs> A bedrock of American society is the same reason that we ask for charity out loud, verbally, whether you're a Target, H-E-B, Walmart, Wawa, wherever it is. And it's not the idea of charity, it's the idea of shame. I come from an Irish household, and much like many Irish households, it was predicated on shame, <laughs> passive-aggressive behavior, and trying to make people do things even though they either forgot about it or didn't want to do it in general which is why I am in favor of it. I believe we should be doing it more. Make America shame again. Thank you. <laughs> you kind of won me over with that. Um, James is just a horrible person. All right, James, <laughs> you get 45 seconds to respond to your challengers. <laughs> Look, you guys, I agree. Shame is important. I agree we should be, we should be kind of coaxed into giving, right? But let us make our own decision to be charitable. I'm not saying it. I'm saying you either got to, there's a fine line between asking us out loud or just taking it. If we all agree, if even a week, hey, I'm checking you out. And they go, hey, do you, you know, wanna, you know what I mean? And the person's, and you're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You just do a little like, you know, like you're, you're, you're shushing away someone. You're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take the 57 cents. Just, just get on. My point is just doing the whole intercom thing. Uh, Cashier number five, we have a non, you know what I mean? Like, that's fine. You guys, I'm with the shame thing. You're there. I'm with you. But just, let's just have a little, a little cognitive form of society where we can agree on giving. All right. Alex points. Where to begin? Uh, <laughs> James, uh, I just have a question. Have you ever just thought of using the self-checkout? Yes. All right. <laughs> Next topic in Louisiana, police outside of Baton Rouge responded to a call from locals saying a school bus had been stolen. I don't know what's going on, but it looked like somebody was stolen the school bus. That's exactly what happened in Baton Rouge. Someone took the school bus for a joyride, weaving through town as stunned neighbors looked on. A Sunday, you're just trying to relax, you know, and things happen. The chase lasted 13 miles before the bus struck a gas line and a tree before coming to a stop. When police got to the bus, they discovered it was an 11-year-old boy behind the wheel. One of the policemen said he had never seen anything like this before. The child was booked into juvenile detention on multiple charges, including theft of a motor vehicle and aggravated assault. Todd Ant, ABC News. So, uh, Matt, any vehicle you've ever wished to take on a joyride? Let's uh, debate that. 30 seconds. The Death Star. <laughs> Do I really need to explain anything? Uh, are we talking tangible vehicles or fictional vehicles? Because uh, we've got Franz Ferdinand's death car. Uh, let's see. The Pope Mobile. Uh, that tank Patton vomited in. Uh, at least six variations of the Batmobile. And you know what? A Volkswagen Beetle. Because I just think it'd be funny me driving around in one. The large man in a compact vehicle. <laughs> Roman, 30 seconds. Um, my dream vehicle was always a Porsche, and then I finally bought one. Uh, it was used, but it was new to me. Um, so a Porsche 
would be my vehicle of choice to steal. When I bought it, I ran into a friend of mine, and he, I say friend, I use it loosely. He said, are you having a midlife crisis? I said, no, I'm having midlife money. So uh, there you go. And then I sped off, and him and his wife and his minivan just took off in another direction. So a Porsche would be my car. Still my dream car. And James, 30 seconds. Yeah, well, if we're talking about commandeering a vehicle and st stealing one straight up, it's got to be the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I mean, who, yeah, the, the looks alone. When you guys see the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, don't even act like you don't get your phones out. The is park, parking that thing is a is a heck of a problem. But for sure, that's got that's that's got to be it. You get salutes all day. You get special treatment, uh, and it's fun to knock out the the driver. Hey, you got the you got the Boy, big wieners going. Yeah, big wieners going. There. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Oh boy. We stay behind the wheel with Washington Post's Alexandra Petri, journalist Ryan Broderick, and DJ Automatic from the Dana Cortez Show. It turns out that aging baby boomers are better drivers than they were expected to be. This contradicts the long-held worry that aging baby boomers would mean more crashes. Institute President David Harkey says vehicles are getting safer and people are aging better. There's no doubt that older adults are healthier today uh, than perhaps they've, they've ever been. Harkey, however, remains concerned that the crash rate could go up as more boomers hit their 80s. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. So we're start with Ryan. Are older drivers better drivers than older drivers used to be? 30 seconds. Look, they might be better drivers than they used to be, but look at what they're doing in every other aspect of life and society. I am so sick of them. I want them to not, to go away. I don't want them on the roads. Even if they're not going to crash into me, I'm, I guarantee you baby boomers are going to find some other horrible, insane way to use their car to make everyone else miserable. I'm sick of it. They don't want to wear masks. They want to drive really fast. They think that they're not old, but they're super old. and We're all tired of it. I want to go back outside. We would have been done with this six months ago, but dude, they're too busy tooling around down in their convertibles. And they hit, ah! All right, Alexandra, 30 seconds. Basically, in agreement with Ryan, the baby boomers were a generation defined by the car. And what has the car given us? I'm exhausted by them. They're, the sky is full of chaos and carbon, <laughs> and we are not a happier people. Furthermore, all these news stories just saying that boomers are doing better than you'd expect. I expect very little. You don't have to impress me, but <laughs> it's a very low bar that they're crossing here. And I feel like if they're driving to yell at us about eating our avocado toast, they should just stay put and stand away. That's how I feel about the boomers, and I don't care who knows it. And 30 seconds for automatic. <laughs> I don't think baby boomers should be driving, period, because one, they're entitled. We all know that. They all feel like anything that they say or do is, is their God-given right. The other thing is they're loud. They're crass. They find millennials at fault for anything. So if you did have an accident with, with them, they would find a way to blame it on you and how you do live your life. And the other thing is, is boomers probably just need to sit down and start taking Ubers because that's the way that they need to travel from here on out because they're probably going to end up ruining the highway system for us because they ruined America for us. Coming up on the best of Master Debaters, we made one judge's dream come true. Hear how we did it next. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. This is the best of Master Debaters on 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley, taking a look back at this moment for 
1027 Jack FM, Sam I Am, Energy 941's Miho, and journalist Ryan Broderick. So we hear it, master debaters like making dreams come true. And our judge's dream was to one day oversee debates about ah, that thing, Star Wars. Yeah, ah. yeah. So debaters, when it's all said and done, or even now with the trilogy of trilogies, everyone will look at it. When will we reach the point of too much Star Wars? That's the topic for this five-minute melee. I present the topic. You'll each have five minutes to debate that topic, no more, no less. And at the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away 100 points, depending on their mood. The person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start. Everyone else can join in after that bell has rung. Right now... The contestant with the fewest points is Sam. So, Sam, <laughs> five minutes starts now with a 15-second head start. When will we have reached the point of two March Star Wars? You know, it's kind of like uh, like his argument on trash TV. Look, it, they're not getting better. It seems like they tend to be getting a little worse. Uh, I don't know, but you know what? Take my money, because anytime they put one out, I'll go watch it. Uh, I'm on board. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just think that uh, the last one was so up... bad, though. It was so, and and it, what sucks is like yeah. the the it wasn't what good. It? Rise of Skywalker was so horrible, and yet I'm still hyped for the Mandalorian. That's how that's yeah, how like sick I am. <laughs> totally gonna watch all of them, and I can't help it. I think it brings out the kid in us, and uh, it's it's always there, and you always kind of get a little excited when you see a a, a lightsaber or a, you know something, some kind of weird alien in the cantina. As, a, as of right now, I don't see there being enough Star Wars because <laughs> because it's based in fantasy and sci-fi and you can create any world you want, right? That's the magic behind, well, now it's sure. Disney, right? And so, yeah. like, with something like Fast and the Furious, right, where it's based in reality, when cars well. are going off cliffs, like, <laughs> when cars are going off cliffs and they're being pulled by a helicopter, you're like, well, now it's unrealistic, right? But with Star Wars, it lets your mind just wander. You could have characters like Jar Jar Binks who are people are torn about. But at the end of the day, like, it's just a fantasy and you get to enjoy it. And similar to your reality TV, it's an escapism, right? Whereas, yeah, like, sure. So there can never be enough of escaping. Whereas like other franchises, like those could have been gone four movies ago. But with something based in sci-fi, even like. Yeah, I mean, damn. Uh, yeah, even I, and also I'm, like I'm, I want stuff that isn't about the Skywalkers anymore. I'm good on Skywalkers. I'm good on Palpatine. I'm good on Darth Vader. Although I think we can all agree the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One was the sickest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That was but, awesome. like it was awesome. But like with the Mandalorian, I feel like there's like a breath of fresh air there where it's like I don't know anything about Baby Yoda or the child or whatever the name is. I want to learn about this. It has nothing to do with anything. Let's go on this journey. Let's do something. I, I, Totally agree. After, you know, as bad as the last three were, you know, it's only up from here because eventually they're going to put out another one that I, you know, keep going because it's just a matter of time before they put out something that's just like, oh, that was badass for the whole movie. like that final scene in Rogue One, right? So I keep yeah. holding out hope and uh, I'm all for it. Like, take my, my money and I don't care if I'm disappointed because you can't disappoint me any more than the last three have. 
I mean, they could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rise of Skywalker. I was so angry when I came. I, I saw that movie a second time just because I was so angry, and I needed to make sure that like it was as bad as I thought it was. And I was like, "This is just horrible." But, see, I've never bad. gone back. I've never gone back and rewatched the last three. I've had no. I, I never wanted to. See, that's how I know that they weren't good. It just didn't make any sense. Emperor Palpatine was brought back via a trailer that was only accessible inside of Fortnite. That's a real fact. They don't explain why Emperor Palpatine is back. You have to play Fortnite to find out. It's not in the actual movie. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. It was... Oh, God. The only only part that got me excited was when they showed the Ewoks at the end. I was like, hell yeah, Ewoks. But other than that, I was like, I hate this movie. (laughs) You have to play Fortnite to find out how Palpatine came back? Yeah, because they skip over it in the movie. So they're like, somehow Emperor Palpatine has come back. Well, the somehow gets explained to you in a trailer that was only accessible to Fortnite players. Which is Star Wars. You want to talk about cash grab? That's the ultimate cash grab I've ever heard of. Man, I'm so sick of... But yeah, Mandalorian I'm, is cool. I'm excited for that. Regardless, <laughs> it, brought, it brought closure to a, a saga that's lasted true you know, 40 years and like as bad as they were like i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm gonna enjoy them if they drop another nine like it's star wars and yeah like i get that you can't there's never enough star wars there's enough fast and the furious especially with rest in peace paul walker but oh, yeah. like like <laughs> bring on bring on star wars let's do it you know but like another franchise like john wick like there's another two like i'm kind of tired of john wick at this point, like, how much more do we that's, need of him? Dude, that's a brave thing to say, but... I, I love those movies. I love, I love those movies, but after the third one, I feel you. I was kind of like, alright, I've seen a yeah. lot of this. I yeah. love this, but... It's like, no, Cast the Furious, I've seen it. Let's do it. But with something based in fantasy, like, bring it on. It's like, the Marvel movies, like, they're about to drop another 20. Let's do it. It's based yeah. in fantasy. Bring I've, it on. I actually marathoned the entire Marvel franchise like twice, uh, which I wouldn't recommend. It's not <laughs> fun. Um, and like, I'm good on having like a year of no Marvel. Like, I'm good at having a year of no franchises. Like, it feels nice to just like, just watch movies that yeah. aren't connected to anything. Yeah. Dennis, you need Dennis. You need to change the name of the show to Master Agreeers. Yeah, guys, are we friends? Right, we here? got a problem. Here. Yeah, I think so. Well. Uh... Isaac, uh, they said that the show should be called Master Agreeers, which uh, right there, I think it's a five-point penalty right there. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Uh, Dennis, uh, your contestants unionized, and now we are uh, stronger than ever. (laughs) So another five-point penalty. So Isaac, uh, scores you want to give out? Out of 100. So um, negative 100 to 100. Negative 100 to 100. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, Brian, I'm going to start with you because uh, you had the lowest score. Despite clearly being a huge Star Wars fan, you brought up a lot of important things that have happened recently, like how dope that scene in Rogue One is, 100%, how great Baby Yoda is, the disgust that you felt at Palpatine's Fortnite resurrection. But I felt that, I felt that you didn't really have a thesis in all of this. How much Star Wars is too much Star Wars? At what point oh. is there too much Star Wars? That was the question. I think I, I think there there I have an uh, an infinite capacity to watch Star Wars films, but I have definitely tapped out on the Star the Skywalker saga. I'm good. I don't want any more of that for okay. a while. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna award you twenty points. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, Sam, I I totally feel you. I will watch any Star Wars. I love Aliens, and it can't get any worse than the sequel trilogy. Um, that's that's a concise. Concise opinion. 
uh, I'm going to give you 40 points. Miho, however, um, definitely gets the highest score because I think that he he gave a, a serious argument for why there's no such thing as too much Star Wars, is that the broad possibilities of the setting. It's The setting is unique in its ability to support stories, unlike John Wick. The well has not run dry. And for that point, I will award you 80 points. So what happens when there's a tie at the end of the show? Well, comedian James Ponce and Energy 941's Ernie Martinez found out. You will both have to share 30 seconds to present your argument, and then Alex will give whatever score he wants based on that argument. The topic... Santa Claus is coming to the mall, but don't try to sit on his lap. Despite the pandemic and the fact that Santa's age and weight might put him at high risk for severe illness from the coronavirus, <laughs> mall owners are going ahead with plans to bring him back this year. Malls are planning to have kids tell Santa what they want for Christmas from six feet away, and in some cases from behind a sheet of plexiglass. Santa and his visitors may need to wear a face mask even while posing for photos. And some malls will put faux gift boxes and other decorations in front of Santa Nick to block kids from charging toward them. Matt Piper, CBS News. So is it a good idea or a bad idea, whether it's just having Santa's in the mall or their plan with Santa in the mall, you will share 30 seconds and the judge can give or take away as many points as they wish. That 30 seconds starts now. Listen, all you gotta do is just track Santa on NORAD. That's it. You don't need to sit on his lap. You don't need to, you know, have him sit in the in the in the in the mall smelling like beef and cheese like they do on Elf. Just sit back on Christmas Eve and watch the Santa tractor on NORAD, and you'll be good to go. You don't need the to go visit Santa. Smackdown. <laughs> Look, you guys, come on, dude. This is this is this. imagine Santa coming into that. The kids need to see Santa. Even in the disparity, how embarrassing hey, listen, is it six listen, feet away they, saying, they, they huh? Huh? what do you want? And that's it for this look back on the best of Master Debaters. Head over to the Master Debaters page at KTSA.com to give your scores and comments on the arguments heard tonight and let us know what you think. You can also shoot us a tweet at KTSA News. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios in KTSA San Antonio. You can find out more about Master Debaters at KTSA.com and at debaters.xcsfm.com. I'm Dennis Foley, and this has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk, on air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.